0: Alright then, I'm back in the hot box, in my kitchen, you can probably hear my fridge squeaking away, there's nothing in there, I don't know why I've got it turned on to be quite frank, I've literally, all I've got is salad cream, uh, some hot sauce and a bottle of Campari in the freezer, it is not even worth turning that on is it really embarrassing anyway uh, yes I'm Pete Donaldson this is the Luke and Pete show uh, with our second of our best ofs Uh, thank you for joining us uh, again uh, on Thursday Uh, just a little something something to uh, get you into the weekend quite frankly we'll be back on Thursday with a brand new live show uh, sort of pre-recorded but you know what I mean Um, um, thank you for joining us and uh, here's a quick email before we get into it Uh, this is from Stuart Um, alright boys just a quick one catching up with the pod recently I was amazed by your story of a woman wanking off a dolphin while it was on LSD because when I was on LSD, I got wanked off by a dolphin. We deserve that. <laughs> what I've done, Luke, is compile some of the more exciting, more salacious agony aunt letters from the world of agony artery on the internet. Do
3: you want to know what makes me qualified? What? I've got four different weather apps on my
0: iPhone. <laughs> have you actually? I bet you have. You, yeah, David. I have. Yeah. yeah, hell. I have, yeah. Uh, so i basically got a load of uh, Agniant uh, kind of letters okay. that people have sent in to what, Agniant. D- 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 S- sort of Deirdre. and D- 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 yeah, sort of yeah, stuff, okay. yeah. Uh, and uh, this is the sort of thing we'll test even the hardiest advice givers. So we're basically just testing each other out here. See what for level our advice, we're at. Yeah, yeah, see what level out. Yeah. Okay. This is from the Mumbai Mirror. Okay. Possibly previously the Bombay. Bad boy. Newspaper. <laughs> bad <laughs> boy. Bombay, Bombay Express. Bombay Express. I am a 63 year old married man. Yeah. Are there any medicines to sexually excite a woman? I'm laughing because you're never going to be married. <laughs> Rude. Are there any medicines to sexually excite a woman? Right. I'm a is, 60- that the, is that the question? I'm a 63-year-old married man. Are there any medicines to sexually excite a woman? I have a 50-year-old neighbour who could benefit from it as she has lost her desire to have sex. What? How does <laughs> he even know this? I know. They must have had a chat over the over the wall. Uh, this is authentic. He's written this is in. authentic. Apparently it is, yeah. Okay. I can only go off what I've been given.
3: Um, I, I mean, do you want me to give my advice to that, or well, does, it, well, carry, does it
0: continue? Well, the advice that this person from the, my mirror said, her gynaecologist can help her. I'm curious to know why you're so concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
3: absolutely fair. Yeah. But I, I, I absolutely fair on the on the on behalf of the agony, aren't there? But I will say, it is rude to answer a question with a question. So <laughs> I guess it ex- is, yeah. Accept it. You don't want to pull that thread.
0: Also, I would sort of say, if a woman is not sexually excited, uh, go straight for the medicines. Yeah.
3: Are there any medicines? I mean, if we're talking about women who aren't sexually excited, I think you should probably lead on
0: this one. <laughs> <line. laughs> uh, here's the next one. I am 43 years old. Okay. I'm donning a lot of hats here. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, my wife believes that I'm having an extramarital affair but it's not true can we just we just crib a jingle of you to say i'm 43 years old (laughs) i'm 43 years old i'm 43 years old my wife believes i'm having an extramarital affair but it's not true every day she applies nail polish on my penis to check if i'm being unfaithful i feel a burning sensation and it hurts me please help that is... I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. I don't know why that would prove or disprove whether you are being fearful. Because nail polish... Uh, nail pol- I mean, I'm not a,
3: a particular expert in it, but nail polish isn't something that comes off very easily. Surely you want to... What if you use nail
0: polish, polish remover? Yeah, right. Even worse.
3: But you want to put something on the penis that's easy to remove. So then, yeah. Because then if any activity at all is going to remove it, and then you're going to Oh, know. is that why? Oh, I don't know. I'm you're just- thinking, like, exactly... You're in... You're in the same kind of headspace as this crazy woman. But the thing is, anything that's easily to remove from a penis is going to be removed by either a pant or a trouser. So, she, I mean, it's, it's a, she's she's barking at the wrong tree there, I think. Right, okay. But you might as well just go down the road just following him.
0: <laughs> just follow him out. Yeah. She's got things on, she's
3: a busy woman. Yeah, you're much more vers- You're much more um, uh, experienced in nail polish than I am, Pete, I
0: would have thought. Not on the uh, winky. No, no, no. no I used general. to uh, very occasionally apply it when I thought I was Brian Molko.
3: Yeah, I think we all went through that phase. Yeah. Really. yeah, we went through that stage.
0: Hartlepool didn't no all like it. Bit of, yeah,
3: it didn't go down well in the old. No. Home, doesn't go down well in the old hometown.
0: <laughs> so if you can beat that, do get involved. If you can beat that, beat that. Just keep it good. <laughs> keep it good. <laughs> keep on the if keep it on the down law.
3: What newspaper was that last one from?
0: Uh, it, I just uh, it was you said from, the, you said uh, the Mumbai the Mumbai whatever it was. It was copyright John Hamblin. I don't know who John Hamblin is, but. Okay. Uh, well, good luck to him. Good luck, good luck, good luck, John. <laughs> good luck, John, John's John. <laughs> uh, so, if you could beat that, if you could do uh, better than that, if you've got a problem at work, if you've got a problem at home, if you just want to say hi, you got a problem with us? <laughs> <laughs> just delete the podcast, unsubscribe. <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, the um, gloopy substance? Is uh, molasses?
3: Yes, I am molasses. Yeah. Do you uh, want to tell people what it is if
0: they don't know? Uh, it's, a, it's a byproduct of um sugarcane refinery. It's like a, I would call
3: it like almost a um, very thick dark brown uh, syrupy type um mm. almost like treacle
0: it's like a it, it tastes a little bit like licorice it's like thick spreadable licoricey treacle, it's a bit
3: sweeter stuff. than that is isn't it yeah yeah
0: not quite as bitter it's, no. it's, it is delicious i love it. i used to have it on um Bread. i so you and again. It's bad in it. Yeah, bad. It's quite bad. And that's why I have diabetes. <laughs>
3: yeah, and no teeth. <laughs> yeah, so you're putting molasses into the Menkart's No, I'm not putting
0: molasses. Oh, okay. put, it might already be in there, to be fair. You're I'm right. putting the Great Molasses Flood of January the 15th, 1919.
3: Well, tell me more, because I, <laughs> like, I genuinely know nothing about this, and my interest is bloody peaked. So the Great Molasses Flood?
0: In Boston. In 1919, on that fateful day, obviously very cold, there was an unholy £26 million worth of molasses uh, that flooded the entirety of the north end of of Boston, uh, engulfed in molasses, travelling at 35 miles per hour, ripping houses from their foundations. Uh, It killed 21 people, injured uh, hundreds more, uh, people just suffocating was just molasses. in molasses and the obviously the rescue effort of trying to rescue people out of what is basically black quicksand is almost nigh on impossible how, how did this even happen so basically there was a a company uh that uh was in the business of creating medical alcohol but right. then obviously uh prohibition was coming in yeah and so uh, they tried to outpace the pro- prohibition order, uh, which was actually ratified the next day with good cause, obviously. Right. Um, and they overstocked, I think it was from Puerto Rico. They, they, they just brought a whole load of molasses in to refine into medical alcohol uh, because they wanted to beat the ban. But the tank they chose to uh, put the molasses in was not even worth the word tank. It was mm. dreadful. It was a dreadful tank. And they, they, a tra- tra- travesty of a tank. It was a travesty of a tank. And it basically just killed a lot of people, spreading it in the subway platforms. Uh, they tried... It make out that the tank had been blown up by anarchists, but what actually happened was um, fermentation. Uh, there was colder, older uh, molasses in the in the tank in the first right. place.
3: Where was the and tank then... on land?
0: So yeah, it was on land. Oh, it, so it Basically, it,
3: it, right. I've seen so I was thinking of, of like an oil stick, like a t- a, 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 um, a ship, had turned yeah, no, or something. Yeah, no, no,
0: no. It was literally just. On, it was quite close to the course, but it was on. Uh, it was on land. Uh, imagine the Battersea um, gas tanks. You know, those yeah. big kind of like tanks that go right. Down okay. Yeah. At, yeah, the yeah. Old, at the old gas works. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the walls of the tank were, were way too thin, it, and apparently it was due to the fact that the uh, the, the, the iron-steel uh, mix um, contained no manganese. Right. So it was all manganese's fault. The, the tank in the first instance would constantly leak anyway, and that's why they painted it brown, so no one would notice that there was loads of molasses being leaked, and people would actually... Uh, There's a lot more it. sort
3: of fast and loose back then, wasn't they? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, or, or slow and goopy. Well, yeah. Well, you it. said 30 mile an hour. That's well, quite Well, yeah, fast. apparently. Do, um, I think some MIT students, uh, about two or three years ago, they tested out how fast... Molasses or things of that viscosity would uh, suddenly uh, would suddenly yeah. start rumbling down the street, and apparently, yeah, that, that's that's oh, about accurate. Thirty-five oh, miles oh, an hour.
3: Bloody student. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the famous that Boston a- elevated railway was twisted up by it as well. Right. It's just very hard to clear the entirety of Boston with, from the molasses because obviously it's very sticky. But, yeah, it's the- mainly sugar. Well, I had two
3: questions. One was that, mm-hmm. so I mentioned the answer. Seawater very- was the answer. Apparently right.
0: normal water wouldn't do it. Right, okay. So the fire, the fire brigade had to bring in seawater. And the
3: second thing I'm, I'm sort of fascinated about is that was the tank of molasses so big that people of, of Boston or of that area of Boston knew? Oh, shit, it's those molasses. Or do they just think, What the (laughs) fuck is that? What is that?
0: Apparently, the people who used to live near the molasses uh, tank... Mm. And I can't believe we're talking about molasses tanks this early in, in our run of shows. I know. Um, they would go over to the tank and wear the big bricks in the tank. A bit, with a bowl of porridge. W- would come and collect. Well, would come and, cle- <laughs> yeah, would come and <laughs> collect it and take it back on for their right. house. I think they would refine it into their own alcohol and uh, make their own illegal alcohol. Speaking
3: of that train at, um, um, at Boston, Boston's mm. a fascinating city for a number of reasons. It's been there many a time, um, but one of the things that's just reminded me of is that do you know that they had such bad uh, traffic congestion in Boston that they took one of the highways mm. and they just sunk it into the ground.
0: They what basically, do you mean, they I said
3: basically just dug a massive trench and sunk it into a tunnel and just built over the top of it.
0: Oh, that's clever. So they put
3: it through... They basically put it in the ground
0: That's like yeah uh, congestion. Uh, it's like the, um, the Shibuya um, canals. Stop, Stop going back to Japan. Sorry, yeah. I just, yeah, well, they, Did they, the molasses
3: um... reach Japan? No, wrong, <laughs> wrong coast. It's the wrong coast. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll be more than happy to put the great molasses Flood of 1919 to Mankata 2017. Yeah. I think it's a worthy entrant.
0: Apparently, for yeah, for years afterwards, um, the whole area smelt of uh, molasses. Gentlemen, this
1: is...
0: plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking about my dad and his horrible stories about his brothers and you know it's <laughs> just horrible things in his life. Something we did for another show back in the day, um, not back in the day, last year, uh, for our earcast specials. It was basically me interviewing my dad, and uh, for better or worse, perhaps a good percentage of you guys might not have heard it. So, look, what do you reckon I bust out a little bit of me versus me dad uh, in hope of kind of understanding me a little bit more?
3: Yeah, I've heard this, and it's bloody good, so I would recommend <laughs> it. So you give, give him a slice.
0: Knock out. So I'm just basically going to ask you a few questions about your life and also give uh, the listeners uh, a little bit of an idea about our um, about our beautiful relationship, Dad.
4: Oh, no, we're not talking feelings. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no. All right, OK, right. Nice. I've got a few stories, right, that I remember from my childhood that you uh, have mentioned, right? Mm. And I, I just basically need a couple of explanations, basically. Number one... Right. Nice. In the Navy, when you uh, filtered metal polish through a loaf of bread?
4: Uh, sock. What? Sock. Well, just one sock? No, it was a couple of socks. <laughs>
0: right, okay. You said it was a
4: loaf of bread. No, I didn't know. That was what they do in the, uh, in the penitentiary, state pen, they do that. This is a Navy, this is a, Well, no, it, was, no, it wasn't It was even a Navy thing. It was just an experiment we thought we'd try. It was just absolutely disgusting. Right, so... And nobody got rat-rat-assed on it, no.
0: So it was metal pot... I mean, it's a wonder you didn't get brain damage. You That's got cool. a, You
4: got and it, No, well, anyway, it, it, it didn't work. It was unti... You couldn't... You couldn't drink it. It was horrible. Right. But it was just worth a try because somebody'd read about it, <laughs> and you get bored in the middle of the water.
0: All right then. So it was in the navy, and you were on a boat, and you were drinking metal polish. I mm, it was yeah, hot.
4: it's like it's like the bottle of the bottle of vodka. Me and me made, well, it wasn't vodka. It was uh, anisette. We bought a bottle of uh, anisette yeah. uh, illegally, and we snuggled it back on board, and uh, me and we me George uh Went down the uh, down the switchboard, the electrical switchboard, and. Uh, uh, drank it basically, and uh, the next morning uh, hungover, turned to, went to work, went to the workshop, and uh, George had an epileptic uh, fit. And I thought, oh my god, that's what's going to happen to me, <laughs> and I was panicking all morning. It was his first epileptic fit, but we weren't sure about the about this Anaset because the the, the label was stuck skew with on the bottle, <laughs> so it was a, and, it a, and it had a crown cap, you know, like a beer bottle cap, right? And it was a big bottle of really strong Uh, Anaset. uh Anyway, I was pa- I was patting it all morning because I thought, oh my god, that's what's going to happen to me. I'm going to. <laughs> oh, you
0: weren't you about your friend that you gave him some anaesthetic. Oh and he no, had well actually, the chief,
4: tried, the chief, the chief had a brilliant idea the first day, he says, uh, "Don't make him, don't let him bite his tongue." So the chief put his hand in his mouth, and, and George bit his finger while he was having the fit. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs>
0: and this, you were all at, you were literally all at sea. Yes, yes. drinking anaesthetic. No, no, in no,
4: spiritual... this, no, this, no, this is no, this is a this. Right, okay. <laughs>
0: What I like about that is, Dad, I came what? at you with uh, a, a drinking story that involved you drinking Brasso, and you managed to one-up me with epilepsy.
4: <laughs> no, well, actually, it, his sister had it, but he'd never had it before. Ah. It was his first fit, and that was it. Well, basically, he, uh, he got uh, booted out after that, because you can't have him climbing about the yard down and having a fit, can you?
0: So, right, so you, had, so you gave him man a bottle of Anacet.
4: <laughs> No, we bought, we, we we were both apprentices and we didn't have much money and we went to this back street uh, place that bought this rubbishy stuff anyway.
0: Fantastic.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, you once told me a story where you uh, were on a night out and you pulled back a curtain and there was oh, a curtain. Yes,
4: oh, that was St. Uh, uh, Vincent, there St. Vincent, yeah, in the, in the West Indies, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you pulled back. A no, curtain. what it was, we were out on it. We was out, we were out uh, basically just down this dirt track, and um, we were in the. It was just a bar. It was just a, basically a bar with a bloke behind the counter and uh, a couple of tables in a, in a shack, really. And uh, we were having a drink, and then I says, "Oh, I just got the toilet." It was like a curtain, and I says, uh, uh, "Toilet, mate." He says, "Oh, yeah, just throw there, just down down the passage." So I pull the curtain back, and it was like all. the corridor but it was like curtains either side. I thought well where's the toilet there wasn't like gents or ladies or anything mm. so I just pulled the curtain back and there was this uh, man having there uh, I didn't realise it was a knocking shop right, anyway, okay. anyway it was a brothel anyway and uh, I didn't realise anyway this uh, big bloke uh, he jumped up naked and pulled out a machete I thought well why? Why would you go? Why would you go to a brothel in the shed? I mean, makes no sense. Anyway, um, I just turned, hit, turned, tail and just ran and ran and ran. We may just watch me run through the through run through the bar and just carried on drinking, and just watch this bloke chase after me.
0: Why? Why did he go from um, loving to fighting so quickly? Is the I question. I don't know.
4: I don't know why he got upset. I, I said I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Bust up the party like I just I thought he was the toilet. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, sadly enough, uh, when I was when I was I was running up distance. I'm surprised I held distance. I think it was because he was the egg and he, he, he give up after a bit. Anyway, now I kept on running and uh, it was in the dark and I fell down a monsoon ditch and cracked my ankle.
0: Ah, anyway, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally for now, uh, air rifle. Air rifle, yes. You once accused me without yes, breaking your air rifle without proof yes. of breaking your air rifle and you said the only way it could have been broken is if someone had fired it now dad I can exclusively reveal, I never touched that air rifle.
4: I know, actually, I realised that then, now. Well, I, later. But I wasn't going to own up to you because you were only little. <laughs> uh, it was the fact that it was a cheap Italian air rifle. Don't ever go the Italians. No, 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 no. It was, it, it, uh, they used to churn them out like Sam and they were rubbish. <laughs> uh, and I basically, I just went for the cheapest option and uh, basically. Uh, broke literally,
0: literally broke it yourself?
4: Uh, well, not strictly speaking, it was, the co- it was the cocking mechanism, well, it was the cocking mechanism and the lo- there was a loading tree, which really didn't really work, because it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a proper pneumatic sail on it anyway. Basically, it was a bag of garbage, and I shouldn't have bought it. Well, you shouldn't have blamed so me for I just breaking took, it. I just, I just took my rage out on you. <laughs> well, as <laughs> like, long you didn't I, turn I, the cause, gun on me. Because that's what you're there for. <laughs>
0: Um, Dad, you've been incredibly good value. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. You've right, okay then. <laughs> right, um, all right, Dad. Well, you get off to bed. Sweet dreams. It's time. It's time for the email section, Luke. I was just
3: going to say it's good to hear from you, from your old man. But yeah, well, yeah. Let's, let's move on to the emails. I mean, before we get into these, um, one thing it's important to point out is that we have been absolutely bombarded with toilet slash fecal matter related emails. Yeah, I'm I mean, thinking
0: of doing like a post special next week. Okay, it's, all they're right. all
3: largely based around workplaces as well. Yeah,
0: epidemic level. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting.
3: It is disgusting. It's, it's one of the things you can't, you can't, you can't read more than a few of them. No. mean it's too much. Not while you're eating. Do you remember that website back in the day, rapemypoo.com? No. There was a website. Were you getting involved with that carper? No, I wasn't, but uh, it, it did a sort of, I mean, I guess before viral sort of content really existed, it did the mm. rounds, people were sharing it on email and stuff, and, and it was like people would basically take photos of their of their mm. passing um, of faecal matter mm. and uh, upload them to the internet and people were rating them out of ten. And But the thing was, it was like, oh, look, that's funny, it's a novelty. Oh, about three of them, you're like, I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't
1: look
0: at it's, it's a I, bit like that. I, there's, nothing more, there's nothing more beautiful than your own poo and there's nothing more disgusting than someone else's. Uh, emails. <laughs> <laughs> I once interviewed Chris Pratt of uh, Parks and Rec fame, and oh, yeah. he um, told me... Uh, this is out in the open, I'm sure, but uh, he sends uh, Nick Offerman also of Parks and Rec, pictures of his poo, and Nick That's Offerman funny. sends... Uh, pictures of his boot to him. Wow! And what they, a, what they a, still do it even to this very day, which I quite like. What a bromance! What a bromance! Let's Poo-mance. not go down that route ourselves,
3: Pete. You and I—we're yeah. more colleagues, aren't we? So <laughs> it's not. A, um, first email up is f- uh, from John, who's from Portsmouth. So, but Okay, of course, Portsmouth wow. heavy special this week, and we're getting into themes by accident, really, aren't we? We the food, <laughs> Fall into them. Did a food one a while ago, yeah, by accident. Anyway, he says, "Hi, Pete and Luke. How are you? Um, I've written in to do a follow-up on your discussion on ghosts." Which I think you might find interesting This is back way back in week one Mm. You talked uh, very interestingly about If if, if I may say so About Mm. Japanese ghosts He says I currently study music technology at university And one of the aspects that we study is acoustics Your chat about ghosts made me think about standing waves Standing waves occur when half of a wavelength of a low frequency Is the same as a dimension of a room So low-frequency wavelengths can be meters long, basically. Mm. This can cause either a drop or a gain in the perception of that frequency. Humans can only hear between the frequency range of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, so any sound that has a frequency below 20 hertz cannot be heard. There was a study done in 1998 which mentioned objects vibrating and ghostly apparitions being seen in a haunted lab where an extractor fan was found to be emitting an 18.98 hertz frequency. This is the same frequency at which the human eye can resonate, and the room's length with exactly half a wavelength of that frequency, thus causing a standing wave. What are the chances of that? Well, which may have caused an an optical illusion. Um, Yeah, it's a weird coincidence. Infrasound can also produce feelings of anxiety, sorrow, and chills. For example, if you've ever been to a particularly loud gig and stood close to the subwoofers, you'll know you can also feel the sound moving when there is enough power behind it. Uh, Infrasound frequencies are very strong and can travel for miles, too. Um, So, he said Japan, plus lots of volcanoes and earthquakes, could equal Yokai. So, that would be my guess as to what's happening when people see ghosts.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, that's from John. I mean, he says, I, I, hope,
3: he said, "I hope that's not too dry for you." I <laughs> said, John, John, you have explained yourself very well there because I am not at all scientifically minded. As much as I like to think I am, and I get that, and it sounds interesting. I don't.
0: Think he could be talking nonsense, it but it, we just it, but don't it know. feels
3: in, it, it taps into what you've said uh, sort of consistently throughout this pro- this process, this this, uh, this <laughs> series, where you said that you're a science you're a science man. You're not interested in yeah. in the sort of um, the uh, I guess the ephemeral, the sort of. Um, you know the, the paranormal if you like that mm. type of stuff so i mean it does seem to be
0: that john has is, is, is cracked that and he's solved the mystery of ghosts if you look into an owl's ear you can see it's optic nerve. nerve okay so what i would say is there's enough crazy shit happening in nature to not worry about the other stuff don't worry about it it's fine yeah
3: i find i find that um i, I find that fascinating i also find it interesting when people sort of um try and sort of deny evolution, for example, mm. um, which which can be really summed up by one word, which is heredity. I mean, it's her- essentially heredity we're talking mm. about. And I, I also, and, and the reason I bring that up is because some people say, well, what about the human eye? What about the eye? And it's, it's impossible to imagine how an eye something so complex could have come about. And I actually think the opposite. I think it would be very, very easy to understand how, um, you know, light-sensitive light cells on the side of a fish, for example, billions of years ago, would would benefit that fish Hmm. and so therefore that's how it starts and they get slowly more complex over a a, a vast huge amount of time
0: I think the problem is that people can't understand how long that process has taken quite exactly human mind mind isn't
3: able to to fully appreciate that I don't think you have to take a bit of a leap don't you but but, um yeah so so I I find that I find that pretty I, I mean one of the things that's interesting about this sort of stuff is John's done a great job there to my to the layman's uh, ear of, of describing that.
0: Don't bring ears into it. No, we ground up time for that.
3: But do you think that um, do you think that there's just too much stuff in the universe for people to ever be able to understand? Or do you think that ultimately, given a long enough time frame, science could explain everything?
0: Uh, well, no, because then surely you'd have to explain the scientists, wouldn't you? Oh, Who yeah. could? Isn't that that kind of like old kind of thing where it's like if if the human brain was simply enough for us to understand? Yeah. On a molecular level, we'd be too stupid we'd be to be a it. So it's a paradox, it. basically. Yep.
3: Yeah, okay, right. What about this email from Joe? Uh, he says, Hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Well, we've only done mm. six five episodes, so you're not really sure you've been a long time listener. He says, Last week's episode spoke to me. Um, <laughs> You'd hope so, wouldn't you? I think this is an email sort of going, going a few weeks back. He says, um, I now question does the show exist or do I put my headphones in daydream because I hate my job we are not the Tyler Durden podcast we do do genuinely exist I mean this is how we do spend our time depressingly enough he says flying back from a business trip on Friday I watched a fruit fly making its way around my plane all I could think about was was this fly was flying around a giant human made fly that was also flying (laughs) Uh, would this fly enjoy its visit to Baltimore can't answer that he says anyway my question is for Luke my landlord installed a piece of plastic under our deck Um, well listen he says his questions for me but actually I think you can answer this better he says my landlord installed a piece of plastic under our deck so we could go outside and grill when it rains however a family of pigeons decided the small gap between the deck and plastic rain guard was the perfect place to nest and now attacks anyone who exits the back door how should I prove I am the dominant species on this planet thanks S- Joe
0: stamp them into a jam a show of strength a show of strength yeah or you could sit the pigeons down and explain to them that look I'm trying to barbecue out here lads yeah.
3: Leave me alone, or chuck one of their family on the barbecue to show them what could happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, show them all the ranges of birds you've eaten recently. Yeah,
3: different shows of strength. I will tell you yeah. what, I could do. I mean, it might be a bit of a trek, but I could get. Uh, I could call on my two cats, Hercules and Magnus, to go because mm. they, they're brilliant at catching birds. Yeah, they, they, well, not the one that was in your house. Well, they, they, they were nowhere to be seen then. That Rare. was disgraceful. That's bad one <laughs> then. That's a dereliction of duty. Bad but boys. What, what? one thing that's clear to me now and was, wasn't clear to me before I got the two cats is that I didn't know whether it would be worse cleaning up a dead mouse or a dead bird. Do a, you now know that? A dead bird is much worse. Right. Because there tends to be a load of struggle and the feathers go everywhere. Yeah. If you've ever, have you ever considered how many feathers are on a, a normal-sized
0: bird? No. Because I, I think... I've never I was been of, that bad. I
3: was, sort of, I was sort of seduced into thinking it might be about 20. Mm. It's about 5,000. When, when
0: you see them mashed into a, a floor or a, a road... Yeah. Did that t- did, have I told the story about the, no. um, the, the bus running over a, a pigeon? No. I... We sort of thinking. I always think, uh, you know, in a crisis, I'm pretty good. I reckon, you know, if there was something dreadful might happen or someone uh, fell ill, I could probably, you know, I've got fantasies of if someone got disemboweled, I could push the guts back into the body and 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 like marine style, make the person lift their knees up to their chest. What and are keep, you talking about? here yeah. and keep the guts in. <laughs> this is you're the man for the job here, right? Yeah. Well, I'm thinking I'll know what to do. I could probably do a tracheotomy, but all of those fantasies just went up with a with a. Puff of Sm- pigeon blood <laughs> when I saw a pigeon just get run over by a bus on Oxford Street and it went bang right and uh, I'd not be for sick to be honest six I was sick I was nearly sick look <laughs> well,
3: did you actually did you actually witness it
0: yeah I, I watched the pigeon I went that's close to the bang oh god I'm did, gonna be sick did it did
3: it almost like explode on the street <laughs> <screen? laughs> like Left for Dead Two but was it was it like was it was it a bloody mess.
0: It was a bloody well. It just went bang under the wheel. It was just the way. Oh, the wheel! The wheel! Yeah, no, no, it didn't. No, it didn't. The window. No, it it went under a wheel. I mean, that's how stupid the bloody pigeon was.
1: They call me Hanging Johnny, away, boys away, and they says I hangs for money, and we'll hang, boys, hang. First I hung me mother, away boys away. And me sister and me brother, and we'll hang boys, hang. Then I hung me father, away boys away. And I strung him up with leather. And we'll hang, boys, hang. Then I hung me granny away, boys, away. Then I strung her up so canny, and we'll hang, boys, hang. Now we're all hanging together. And we'll hope for better weather And we'll all hang boys All hang boys?
3: Just sung your little song there, little sea shanty, the whole thing. Song
0: there. (laughs) All right then, that's the end of the show. Uh, Thank you for joining us for a little best of... Uh, look at Pete Shaw we'll be back uh, next week we'll be back uh, this coming Thursday uh, to uh, do our thing but you've got one more uh, best of on Monday uh, in the can so to speak uh, so have a cracking weekend uh, don't do drugs don't fall down any stairs and look after your mum or dad or children or dog or I'll leave it there